So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the Damien Lewis of F1 podcasts. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the Cara Delevingne of F1 podcasts. We just don't She's just a skater boy. Oh, what? No, that's someone else. Wrong one. But she did say see you later, boy. So... Welcome to For Formula One Sake, the F1 virtual safety podcast before the real one inevitably comes out. Been waiting a while. Eight years? We have to do this podcast to a delta. Welcome to For Formula One Sake, the podcast F1 deserves. I'm Ollie Pitt, and together with my trusty saxophonist friend, I'm here to confuse and scare you ahead of our discussion about the British Grand Prix. Once you've got over the shock that we'll be looking back at a packed weekend at Silverstone, blah blah, Max Verstappen blah, but everything else is very interesting, from the strategies to the mix-up in the team and driver performances to the safety car hand grenades rolling in to make things more interesting... Expect insight, analysis and flat-out lies, as well as a lot of bollocks about the new F1 movie that will almost definitely be shit. That's all to come. Joining me is a man who has been to a festival, sort of. It's Phil Tromans. Hello. You'd think I was old and irrelevant and wouldn't go to festivals anymore, wouldn't you? And mm-hmm. you'd be yes. right. But a very good friend of mine got married um, uh, in just south of Bristol and they had a festival-themed wedding. Did they sell tickets and have portaloos? Yeah, weirdly, it was it was three hundred and sixty quid just to go there, which I was absolutely <laughs> outraged about. So, congratulations, right. Gary and Becky. Mm. Lovely time, really good. And beside him is a man who can't fix his own fucking glasses. It's Terry Saunders. Did I tell you last week, or three weeks ago, or seven weeks ago, that my cat broke my glasses? You did. I've been trying to fix these glasses. I have bought every glue on the market, and my glasses are made out of some super myst- mystical thing that's impervious to all glues and now just before we recorded this i have fucked my glasses oh well, that seems because i, I mean, bought... that's not gonna work is it <laughs> oh i thought that'd be sticky um <laughs> that's the so wrong I bought, kind like, of glue i bought epoxy resin we are the one that's the two-part one that you can yeah. mix together and one of the parts was stuck in the tube <laughs> so i couldn't even get it out <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's amazing. That and amazing. I just bought another thing. There's another two-part glue. There's another two-part glue. One part is basically like some kind of gluey, sugary salt, and the other part is liquid, and you pull the liquid mm. on the gluey, sugary salt, and it makes a glue. And I obviously put too much of the gluey, sugary salt on because it's made a huge mountain of gluey plastic, and now there's no space to put the arm with the glasses on. And now it's glued so hard that it will not come off. So now I'm going to have to either tape them together like Jack Duckworth, wear contact lenses, or keep these old glasses that are like ten years old. I can't even see the screen. Ollie, have you been, have you been up to much? Last month you'd done. Last week you'd done a you'd done a Silverstone podcast. I've been e-foiling. I beg your pardon. Uh, e-foiling. It is. A, is that is uh, that the step you take before you go on to methadone? No, it's the thing where you put your penis on some foil <laughs> and then a bat. Then you get a square battery and put it on the foil and you just enjoy the buzz. <laughs> and you just go, <laughs> It's not 
but I'm going to try that. No, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's a hydrofoil, electric hydro- hydrofoil with a board on top. So you basically Ooh. stand on the board and you float. Uh, you sort of basically flying above the water, and the wing is under the water. And you oh, ride that along. Amazing. This. Yeah, it was amazing. Like it, it, it was one of the best things I've ever done. On, yeah, on much more that, exciting life than I have. Do you do that in the bath? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's bigger than my bath. Uh, no, in the in the sea, in the sea. I did it in the sea. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, but they're they're very expensive, and it was for it was for another podcast called The Modern Man. Never heard of it. Uh, which which I also do. Uh, but um, yeah, it was great. I loved it. You should definitely do it. You can go fast. It's got like the controller. It's like a scale electrics controller. Apart from it, is just go stop. It's not like a throttle, but it kind of feels oh. a bit like that. I've seen Terry in a cart, so therefore I would really like to see him on a on a on an e-foil. Yeah. Look, I will do anything for money. <laughs> <laughs> to listeners' corner, which to celebrate the British Grand Prix is full of maggots. Uh, the first section of the 2023 calendar wasn't exactly uh, blessed with great racing, but after the track limit infused fun of Austria, we got another not awful race at Silverstone. Ben Norris says, great race, a fellow Aussie in fourth and my favourite nephew on the podium. Uh, uh-huh. Mick Richmond says, two good races in a row. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm done with Formula One. Will Bowen says, uh, to me, it was an exciting sprint race with 30 laps of DRS train in the middle. The first five laps were great, as were the last 15. But Jamal McClough offers an alternative interpretation and says, that race was fucking shit. Oh, it's a bit harsh, Jamal. I thought it was pretty good. I had a, I had a good time. I wasn't bored. I wasn't on my phone the whole way through, which is usually a good indicator. I thought it was fun. I, I agree. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Oh, but there are lots going on on a variety of different <coughs> levels. Silverstone, yeah. get in. I I don't really understand why McLaren were good. Is this like a Monza the other year where they just had one race where they won like, oh, a one-two and then they'll be shit again? This is the worry, isn't it, that this is all a flash in the pan? But the fact that Norris was pretty good last race with his upgrade and then this week uh, Piastri got most of the upgrade and was also really good suggests that it shouldn't be a complete flash in the pan. What was the actual upgrade though? Because I I googled it and I don't I I mean there, there was a bunch of pictures of before and after and oh, I still yes. found it really confusing. I mean what it's the very, fuck is it? Very I don't technical. understand. It's very technical, Ollie. They see they've got bits of the car, so they've got the top of the car and they've got the bottom of the car, and what they've done is they've changed bits of it um, <laughs> to make them better. So oh, gotcha. now they've yeah, got okay. upgraded bits. They got the better car, bits. And okay. now like the car, and... car. Yeah, now car work good. Yeah, I know, good. obviously, that it's a very complicated science, but when you do see the kind of upgrade things, you do just go, they've just, they've just twisted a bit. I could have done that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they've studied it very hard with a lot of computer simulation. They've just gone up to it and just gone... <clears throat> it's like someone just kicked it, and they go, yeah. oh, that's better. Oh, oh, half a second. But it's also like, why didn't they just do that before? Well, like, why was it shit first? Come on. Surely why? it should just... Dear F1, have you tried? Here's a top tip for you from Ollie Pierce. Why not try making your car good to start with? No, I just, I, no, it's just, just a thought. I just, it, they just seem like such small, like insignificant things. I, I, I genuinely did not understand how something like that could make such a significant difference. That's well, probably I, why I, we're I, not engineers. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. I, you're probably one right. swallow does not make a summer. <laughs> Depends which clubs you're going to, I guess. But oh, Phil. I don't know what they did, but it worked. At least at Silverstone, McLaren were really good. And that was interesting. Also, Aston weren't so good, which was interesting. Also, Ferrari started good and then weren't good. And that was interesting. And also, Mercedes were okay, but quite lucky. So that was interesting. And it sort of rained, but didn't. That was interesting. It was interesting. I think, it was a good race. I think this is the end of Alonso's resurgence. I mean, he had he his chance to win a race. Mm, he was he he got to the point where he was confident and happy, and now it's all going it's all going, isn't it? Which will make the second half of the season very exciting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With uh, the championship, that's that's not interesting anymore. Don't worry about that. That's in the bag. It's Harry we've got to find other straw. stuff. Yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got to see what happens elsewhere, and how Alonso descends into madness and anger and says something he will later regret and will never work for the Silverstone-based team again. He'll um, write a song with Taylor Swift and release it, like an angry song. 
That's what we do. Is he still with her? No, he wasn't with her to start with, apparently, because like literally the week she was linked with him, she then announced that she was with someone else, which seems pretty harsh. Oh. Taylor Swift operates on a franchise system. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning just there's a team there's a team of Taylor Swift's and they're all given one celebrity to to go out with a week <laughs> and you as the other celebrity you make the most of it in your 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 famous circles and then the next week she moves on mm-hmm. she's like so Hayley's sort of Comet she comes sure. once every 72 years <laughs> he's on a hiding to nothing then isn't he right meanwhile in the wake of all the arguments about whether Andretti Cadillac Uh, should be allowed to join F1. Another new team was in the pit lane on the grid at Silverstone. Yes, APX GP made their debut uh, with the return of grizzled veteran Sonny Hayes and young hotshot Joshua Pearce. Uh, The pair bore a striking resemblance to Brad Pitt and Damson Idris and were seen on track in cars that, for some reason popped and banged like F2 cars. Tristan Clayton says, there can only be two discussion points after this weekend. Who is the greatest fictional F1 driver, Sonny Hayes or first name, last name? And why are they both better than Nick DeVries? Uh, Phil Pitt-Matthews says, flawless debut for APX and their two rookie drivers. I have a feeling this Brad Pitt kid is going to go far. This is all very exciting, isn't it? Or is it? No, it's not. Or is it? I'm just a bit weirded out by it, if I'm honest. (laughs) Is it like a peering into an alternative universe i understand the kids would find this very exciting but i feel like i'm someone in the 60s when steve mcqueen came along to f- film grand prix and all the old guys were like oh no this isn't formula it was, one it was le mans but yeah oh no what james james garner it's james garner wasn't it in, in okay james garner yeah. came along to do grand prix and everyone would be like oh god no this isn't like formula one i just feel like i've got old and i don't like things that are new to be honest i mean if, brad pitt isn't you no he's been around to me <laughs> if it turns out to be like Grand Prix, which for those that haven't seen it was a film from 60, I reckon 66 maybe. I mean it was rubbish, but the driving action in it was brilliant. So it's worth a watch because if you if you can get a good quality copy of it on a big TV and watch it, the the onboard footage of F1 cars from the 60s is really really good, like better than you would see in Formula 1 coverage of the time. So it's worth watching. And if this new movie turns out to be like that, I think I'll actually be pretty happy. Like I'm not expecting it to be any good at all, but if there's some good action, but then But they're filming a Formula 2 car and it'll be yeah. Brad Pitt. And who the fuck is Dame Damson Idris? Damson he's a he's a young up and coming guy Ugh. who's been in some things probably that i haven't seen but i have heard the name although i don't know why the thing you remember rush from a few years ago about the james hunt nicky louder thing i yeah, thought that was, that was generally an okay film but i thought that the thing that mostly let it down was the on track stuff which i didn't think was that good rush was shit i wouldn't go as far as <laughs> say it was shit it wasn't great but it wasn't shit i enjoyed it rush was like fucking watching someone read out a wikipedia page it was so fucking i mean it looked good i'm agreeing with you it looked good it looked good apart from the driving action i thought and i was nearly in it rubbish oh really is that why you hate it because you weren't in it when i was in james bond there were people talking about a formula one film coming up so i was trying to get into the formula one film and i couldn't get into it because i was too tall (sighs) there were people that i knew on james bond who were stand-ins for the formula one drivers and their job was to sit in a 1970s Formula 1 car all day. It was it was a bit surreal to see the pictures and stuff from it because they've clearly... I don't remember F1 ever giving anyone this kind of access before. So that's quite interesting. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton is a producer and he's clearly greased a lot of wheels and everyone's welcomed them into the point where they had their own pit garage. And then before the formation lap of the Grand Prix, they lined the two APX cars up at the back of the grid. And on the real oh, grid. I missed that. I no, missed that. Well, apparently, I've, I heard that they, they sort of were careful not to really show it on the on the actual screen but apparently they'd line them up on the back row of the grid which is somehow evolved in the plot behind all the other cars during the formation lap so when the formation lap set off these two f2 cars dressed up in f1 regalia went tooling around did a formation lap and then peeled into the pit so then the race could just start normally so they really let them in properly like the the national anthem i think and all that stuff like brad pitt and Damson and Idris were all standing there as well. And is that why Damien Lewis did it? Is he is he like the bad guy in the film director? <laughs> that well, he is now. That is a good theory that they got him to sing it, and actually he's going to be a character in the film. <laughs> the other thing, because there's no th- way it could be fucking real otherwise. <laughs> exactly, that's the only way that it makes any sense. Yeah, Drakenkara 
Avril Lavigne is in it, is in the film as well, and her, her role is to be a snooty actress that snubs Martin Brundle, who's probably played by Samuel L. Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to see Martin Brundle played by Samuel L. Jackson. Shall we recast all of the F1 grid? This might be a, spe- a Patreon special if we ever get around to doing anything like that. So, but there is some there is something that interests me here because is this F1 sh- backing itself into a corner because. They want to film with real F1 cars, and obviously they could use like old show cars like Red Bull up a mountain or something. But the current F1 cars, they're so limited by what they can run. Like they've only got their like hundred miles of track day or whatever it is, and then there's no other testing apart from the official test. So officially, according to the F1 rules, none of the other cars can do any running outside of a Grand Prix. No. So does that mean that to use the current set of cars? They have to allow the actor cars onto the real race. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, I would assume so. Also, it will lend, it will lend an element of authenticity because, let's be honest, if this was if this didn't have the backing of Lewis Hamilton and didn't star Brad Pitt, there's absolutely no way in hell they'd get that. They'd have to CGI it all. This is presumably as much marketing for the film as anything else, and the fact that they don't have to CGI in a whole British Grand Prix crowd for a, a number of select scenes. I imagine they still have to do that for other stuff because apparently they'd been at some, they'd been at Silverstone before the race doing some close-ups and all this kind of jazz, and I'm sure there'll be some CGI stuff and all this kind of malarkey. But I don't know. It, it at least gets me interested in the scene. I'll probably watch it now. I mean, I'll definitely watch it, but I, I, th- I think it'll be shit. In other news, um, who's ready for yet more Hollywood F1 stuff? Well, not Hollywood, but uh, whatever the Brazilian version is. There's a docudrama series in the works about Ayrton Senna. And it's called Senna. Produced by Netflix, this tale will follow Senna's life from coming to England and racing in junior series through to things not going terribly well at Imola in 1994. Uh, Gabrielle Leone uh, will play Senna and Charlie Hamblett will play Martin Brundle. Exciting? Kind of weird. I have no idea how this will turn out. So it's not no, Samuel L. Jackson playing Martin Brundle then? No, well, apparently not. No, apparently Charlie not Hamlet. In this no, but, you know, there'll be plenty more Martin Brundle films to come. Yes, oh, here's, a, here's a good fact for you, actually, that I found out not that mm. long ago. You know the film The Fly by David Cronenberg with Jeff Brilliant. Goldblum? Brilliant, yes. His it. character name is Seth Brundle. Did you know mm. that he's called Seth Brundle because David Cronenberg is a big F1 fan and he named him after Martin Brundle? That's a and great apparently fact. in the film Law, Seth Brundle's son is called Martin Brundle. Wow. That is great knowledge i like that so martin brundle's been in a lot of films yeah i was quite pleased with that tell us how wrong we are you can tweet us at for f1 sake or find us on facebook where we're for f1 sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com alternatively if you think we're right why not buy us a beer it keeps this show going fortnight in fortnight out with occasional weeklies and then long breaks because of flooding or whatnot so thank you to this week's donors. Michael Rigby, Paul Hewings, yay, Marvel127, Jennifer Brightman, yay, Donald yay. Griffin, Christopher Ooh, Beck. Yay. yay to all of them. Join them. Join them all. Head to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Okay. So, ready? I'll count us in. I'll count us in. Two. Three, four. God save our gracious team. Log. I'm trying to do it like Elvis. Our noble team. God save the team. Send him victory, team. Happy and glory, team. Long to reign over team. God save the team. Not very Lewisy. That was brilliant. Fun. It's great that we managed to clear that clip from F1 to play, wasn't it? Uh, Red Bull. Max Verstappen won because, of course, he did. And Sergio Perez didn't because, of course, he didn't. Uh, Checo went out in Q1 again. And while he drove well in the race to come through to sixth, Silverstone marked the fifth weekend in a row where he's not got to Q3. It's not really fucking good enough, is it? 
No! What's he doing? <laughs> What's going on? What's he doing? What's he doing? How can you have a Red Bull and <laughs> have five races in a row where you don't get out of Q3 or don't get into Q3? Oh, I'm so annoyed I can't breathe properly. Uh, what did happen? Did, he, just, did he... he fucked it up. He wasn't fast enough. Right, so it wasn't like a bad call on the team's part or anything. It was just... I mean, I think from memory, maybe they could have helped him a bit more. But ultimately, he's got like 10 fucking minutes to do it. Longer. Mm. It was Q1, so he's got the most time of any session. It's like 15 minutes or something to post a decent time. I don't want to sound all conspiratorial, but let's do it anyway. But it's Jos Verstappen's fault. I do feel like Red Bull must be fucking him, mustn't they? He can't be that shit. Why would they do that? Yeah, because why? he wronged them. Because he wronged the great Max Verstappen by daring to say he could be world champion. And Helmut Marko has gone, I will smite you like the Emperor in Star Wars. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Do you they just got the a little side. dial on the car and they just turn it just turn it down a notch. Just make it a tad yeah. slower. I'd love just to see like a, a, a check. You know sometimes when they cut to the pit garage and there's all the mechanics and you just see in the background Helmut Marko's sitting there going... <laughs> That would be vindication just, you know, of Terry's idea. You know, like in a in a bank, and uh, there's like a button under the desk which <laughs> means sounds the alarm. <laughs> yeah. And just on, on on the Pratt perch thing on the pit wall, there's just just like Christian Horner's just got a little button, a hidden button, yeah. and he presses it, and Perez just goes slower. Yeah, he lets Hel- go. He's fast again. Helmut Marco's got a little microphone. And he just presses the button and just goes, "Kill them." Slow him down. I'm not doing Star Wars jokes. Fucking hell, we're better than that. Mm, better than that we are. I fucking hate Star Wars. Fucking hate yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not Wars, a fan. Don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get I love the, it. Look, oh, look, okay. I like all right, I like old Star Wars, right? Three films, great. The next three films, yeah. Now there's like seven hundred films coming out a week. Oh look, there's yeah, a there's a, a baby Yoda. Oh look, there's uh, seven hundred I mean the Mandalorian's good. Thing. Oh, do you like the old ones, though? Do you like the old ones? Are you just, just saying that's like right? Yeah, I like the old ones. I never watched them. I just, I'm just got, I have a fond memory of them. They're good. That's all. I don't care for them. I don't have any toys. Yeah. I don't buy Star Wars wallpaper. I don't. I'm just intrigued as to what Pokemon. The, well, I'm just intrigued what the fond memory is of, of old Pokemon Star Wars got to do films. Fond memories. I, I watched it with my dad. Uh, <laughs> He's not here anymore. Oh, God. oh, we're getting really sentimental now. Okay. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. No, it's fine. No, I was never into it myself. How do we get this? I don't know. Helmut Marco. Helmut Marco screwing Sergio Perez, not literally. Um, I don't know what he's doing. He can't qualify. Helmut Marco reminds me of my dad. (laughs) 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 And he was Austrian. (laughs) He's right. Jesus. (laughs) And he didn't like Sergio Perez either. Or me. (laughs) Oh, 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 God. Oh, no. Oh, don't. Don't. Do you think Max Verstappen's actually just really, really good, or do you just think he's just got a really amazing car? Because every time oh, no. he wins, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, okay, he's good, but no, I mean, no, if he, he was is, in, a, he if he was really in good. a Williams, for example, which has obviously got better, would he, would he be higher up? Yes, he'd yeah. be higher. He'd be higher up than Albon, and Albon's doing pretty well. Uh, Verstappen mm. is a brilliant driver. I don't, I don't have any doubts about that. It's the worst possible thing. The best driver in the best car. Yeah. It's like Lewis Hamilton was the best driver in the Mercedes for years. No, Max Verstappen's the best driver in the Red Bull. Yeah, Michael what Schumacher you want was is the best the... driver in the best Ferrari. Yeah, all that. yeah, what you want is the best driver in a shit car and a mediocre driver in the best car, like mm. Nico Rosberg. Yeah, should be the or new Sergio rules. Perez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if that was the rules, Formula One would be very good at making their drivers seem more shit until they're in a good car. And that should... Like, no. You know, shit. like um, WEC does balance of performance, where if a car's too good, they nobble it. They should do that, but instead of adding ballast... They do what to the car? They, they nobble it. They <laughs> like nob it. <laughs> Not nob. Nobble. It's a very different thing. Much gentler and romantic. Um, but instead of adding ballast, they should just switch the drivers around based on a sort of arbitrary ranking system. Or just wait. The fattest driver gets the best car. Oh, I th- sorry. I thought you meant, like, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like a staggered start. Well, actually, if they like did that the in <laughs> If they did that with Max Verstappen, they got everyone to go and they went to Max, wait, now go. <laughs> I think it should they be a, should series, a series of events in the run-up to the Grand Prix that determines how much head start you get. I think that would work. Still reminds me of my favourite thing that ever happened to me at school was when someone shouted, Terry, wait, and everyone laughed because that's the name of the hostage. <laughs> McLaren. McLaren. <laughs> what a difference an upgrade makes. Let's hear from Dawn Janacek. McLaren. Chrome is life. McLaren made loads of changes since Austria. 
a new nose, redesigned front wing, modifications to the rear suspension, and brake duct. And they changed the livery while they were at it. This wasn't the McLaren team we've had the last couple of years. Gobsmacked that Norris remained in first after the opening lap and Piastri in third. Oscar was one of the first ones to do a pit stop mid-race on lap 29, and he came back out in sixth and worked his way up to fifth before Magnussen caught fire and parked it just outside the race line. That got us a yellow, so everybody else was able to pit. Lando used the opportunity and resumed his second position while Piastri had worked his way up to fourth. The way that Norris fought off Hamilton at nearly every turn and Piastri kept up with all of it while fighting off Russell was like an alternate reality. McLaren on hards was faster than Mercedes on softs. Has McLaren turned a corner or was this just home track advantage? The livery. Let's talk about the livery. I didn't really the notice chrome it. livery. Did we talk about right, that? The, I think we talked about it last week. We talked about it last week. The chrome looked white. It did. It looked, it it was looked like shit. a false India. But it fucking worked, didn't it? I mean, maybe it was the upgrades. Some will say it was the upgrades. But others will say, shit livery, drive fast. It's like Imagine. the old England England blue kit. Do you remember the crappy old England blue yeah, kits like that? Which, People were like, well, that's never. We'll, we'll just lose whenever actually, we wear that. Which, uh, in retrospect, it was quite cool. I think. What if shiny is faster? Because <laughs> all the cars have gone a bit matted in the last few days. It's like being in a technical briefing. <laughs> yeah. It would actually make sense, though, wouldn't it? It would make yeah. sense that shiny was faster. More, shiny's more slippery, surely. Yeah. Certainly. Matt is rough. No, no offence, Matt. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, producer Matt. <laughs> but shiny is shinier. Can we polish him up and start calling him producer shiny? And we all know that shiny is faster. Hmm. It it's like if you tried to ice skate on rocks, it wouldn't work. But on ice, because it's shiny, you go fast. I think that's there's a logic there. I think, I think so. Yeah, I think I think yeah. you're right. There you go. Those were the upgrades. Because if you imagine that all the t- teams will now be on a shine race, and every it'd be a, like an arms race, but every week they'll get shinier and shinier until like, <laughs> until the cameras can't even pick them up anymore. You and just can't like, look at them with the naked eye. <laughs> <laughs> like and the planes can't fly overhead. <laughs> be like somebody shining cancel. lasers at aircraft. They have to cancel international shipping near a race. <laughs> oh, we should probably talk yes. about Norris, shouldn't we? Norris did very well. Yes, he did. Uh, he did exceedingly well. Um, I, I very much thought that he would start second, go rapidly backwards, and finish. I don't know seventh. Yeah. Instead, he took the lead and held on to it for more than a lap. I mean, not much more than a lap, but still. It was very exciting to see. It was, and he held on to Verstappen for a surprisingly long time as well. And at the end of the race, Lewis was raving about him. Going, oh, he's very fast, isn't he? He's he he was did that he a few also, years ago. He also, I thought drove incredibly well in defensively after the restart on those new hard tyres that everyone was saying took forever to get heated up and actually work. But the positioning of his car through the corners while Hamilton was all over him made it really, really, really difficult for Hamilton to get past him, and that's quite an art to do. So I was I was really impressed with him. And then his tyres got better and he went off. But yeah, did very well. But also, Piastri did very well as well because he did not get all the same upgrades as Norris, from what I understand. He was an upgrade his or car, so less. His car wasn't quite as shiny. No. <laughs> it was slightly dull. He was right with Piastri for most of the way, and it was only the unfortunate timing from his point of view of the virtual safety car to safety car that meant that Hamilton got in front of him. If anything, you could argue that Piastri did even better. Well done, McLaren. Well done, McLaren. Well done, Piastri. Well done, Norris. Well done, Andrea Moda, whatever your name is. Well done, well Zach Brown. Done Ron Dennis. Well done, Ron Dennis. Rest well in done, peace, Mansour OJ. Well Damn it, Bruce, Bruce you've done it again. Well done, all Kiwis. And the shoe polish. And the colour papaya and the fruit papaya. And McLaren um, push chairs. Oh, it's a great day. What a great day. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot they make push chairs. Mercedes. Lewis Hamilton found himself on the podium, which is surely good, even if he only got there uh, by luck of the safety cars. On the one hand, Mercedes appear to be well ahead of Ferrari and Aston Martin, but on the other, they appear to be slower than McLaren, their customer team. Still, second in the championship, just got a bit more secure. So happy Toto, right? 
Stolto. Probably relatively not angry, I would say. I think he's. Where did George come? Where was George? Uh, George Russell is a bastard. Did you hear that bit when he's like, oh, is Lewis pitted in front of me yet? And they were like, yeah, Lewis is pitted. And he was like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, I hate him. I hate that guy. I hate that he's doing better than me. Right? I hate George Russell. <laughs> Russell was. Why Russell do you was, hate him? He seems like such a nice guy. He you know, he's got he a seems national like a trust membership. He, he likes like bird watching. He likes a boring. Yeah. He's a boring man. Did you see the pre the, in the run up to the Grand Prix? There was a feature where they he, he and Ted Kravitz went up with the RAF in typhoons, and they were flying them all around, and it looked fucking incredible. I was sitting there going, I would love to do this. You know, doing packed into their G suits and doing crazy maneuvers and all this sort of thing. And Ted Kravitz is going, Oh my god, this is incredible! And he tried to turn into Wordsworth with his poetry, and George is going, Oh yeah, this is nice. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, it's George nice. is just asking the pilots what their investment plans are. <laughs> About <laughs> <laughs> he just seems a bit he is that dull. guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, but that's no reason to not like him. Like, no, I think it's, it's, like, it is. It's, it's a very good exact reason, to, reason like to not like him. I want um, drivers to be exciting with a bit of daring do. He's just full of herring poo. He's daring to go against the grain and be, you know, normal and like going he, to historic never sites. Why can't he be exciting in interviews like Nigel Mansell? He'll never have a shiny car. He's got nice eyelashes, though, isn't he? He's oh. got very big eyes. Hmm. Very That's because he's got a prescription visor. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> very true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I think Toto's sensible enough to realise that they sort of lucked into this podium. And I'm sure he won't be happy that McLaren seems to be faster than now. But I'm sure he'll also be happy that Ferrari appear to have fucked it up and apparently Aston have fucked it up as well but so overall I think he'll believe that they must do more work Ferrari this is more like it Sainz was looking very good indeed on Friday practice but then Leclerc's car broke qualifying saw both drivers drop to fourth and fifth and ninth and tenth in the race behind a Williams this is the classic Ferrari we all know and love. So hopeful, yet ultimately so disappointing. Same old story in uh, Maranello? They've gone shit again, as we all knew they would. Slightly dubious strategies, with Leclerc pitting very easy early, which didn't work, and everyone... Who was it that said, was it Verstappen who was looking at the screen because he was too busy driving us in the distance and was like, so what are Ferraris pitting? Do we need to worry about that? And they were just like, No. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. No, it's just Ferrari doing something stupid again. Don't worry about it. And bearing in mind that a year ago they were quite dominant at Silverstone, they were absolutely nowhere. Just got slower and slower throughout the weekend. It's great. It's kind of sad. Yeah, but also hilarious. I reckon Signs is going to stay at Ferrari forever. I reckon he's stuck there. I think Leclerc will be gone in a couple of years. I think Signs he'll be there until the next Ferrari resurgence when he'll be an old driver retiring just as they get good again. He's like the Honda of drivers. He's like the um, Gerhard Burger. The thing is with Signs, like he's good. He's he's good. He's good. But if you were to say, right, I'm gonna give you a fairly top tier team, which drivers do you want? I can't see anybody putting Science in that on that list. I'd put him in a Ferrari, because no, I mean got, the top team, sorry. That's what I mean, you've got two <laughs> mediocre things together. I think the only place he can go is, is is backwards and sort of... I think he's better than Bottas, but in a Bottas kind of style. He'd, yeah, but he'd that's why I think, I, think, I think he'll stay at Ferrari hmm. forever. That's, my, no other that's my new bet. Yeah, he'll just stay at Ferrari. Unless he happens to luck into a team that becomes really good, as, as no, he'll, Aston he'll Martin be like, did at the start this year. He'll be like a Jean Lacy or someone. He'll, he'll, just, he'll just cash in the Ferrari chips. That's true. Right. I mean, he's won... A race, some races, hasn't he? So he's he's got them on the, in the history books. I think he'll be happy with his career if he never does anything else. Well, he won't be. What to a world championship? But. What what has gone wrong though? I mean, like you like you said, like they were. I feel like Their they car. were great at one point. Yeah, I know, but there's. I, it, what are yeah, they fucking it's up? A like, who's not the car very shiny? The team. <laughs> it's not shiny, it's is not it? Shiny. It's matte. It's not very it's, shiny at it all. Needs a polish. Quite matte. <laughs> <laughs> It's a combination of the car and the team and the culture and everybody that works there. Mm. Right, okay, and the right design then. and the ideas yeah. behind it and the thought sure. process. And the way and the they strategy. go about every, every single aspect of their business. If mm. they can sort those out, then they might be all right. It's a small problem then. It's just a variety. It's not, it's not like one big problem. It's just like a lot of big problems. You know what I would pay to see? Mm. 
Gordon Ramsay fixing Ferrari like in Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> just going up to the chief strategist, going, "What are you, an idiot sandwich?" He just sits in. He just sits in the pits and goes, "Right, give me a pit stop. What, do, what you put gravy on it for? <laughs> what the fuck is this? I wouldn't serve this to a Minardi. I've actually got one of his pans. They're very good. Oh, where'd you get that from? Got it for Christmas. Oh, right. I thought it meant like his. Yeah, no, the pans he's put his name on. Oh, oh, right. He just sells in the shops. Okay. They're very good. Mm. Check them out. Um, any more on Ferrari? Do you want more on Ferrari? No, well, it's, just going Ferrari. The, it's just going the way we all knew it would. They need to just polish their car and hopefully they'll be fine. Yeah, but they'd fuck it up. They'd be like, I'll be <laughs> polishing it with the hard grit sandpaper like you asked me to. <laughs> I uh, oh, I worked on a um, a snowboard season many many years ago, and we had to. They were quite posh chalets, and the driver. We had a driver, and their, part of their job was to clean the car on a regular basis. And one of the drivers thought it'd be a really good idea to really get the car super clean by cleaning it with a metal scourer. Oh my <laughs> god! Lost his job. Oh he my literally god! Got I'm fired. surprised. Yeah. I, oh would God, that, I would fire him. The whole, I would punch him in the face. What is he the doing? The whole car. The whole car. Not like, didn't like do a bit on the door and think, I should probably stop. Just thought, nope, I've done it now. I'm going to commit. I presumably it was a pretty thing. decent car as well. It was one of those, like, it was a VW Transporter. Oh, but oh, a nice. That's, a, but that's a, quite big. Yeah, big. That yeah, took but, some work. He put some effort into nice. that. Yeah, he really went for it. Yeah. With a metal that's scour. a very expensive. That's a full respray. That's, yeah, exactly. I, I have that's seven or eight grand guy. to fix it. I have respect for this guy because this is how I do things. When I, when I start to fuck something up, I just go, right, <laughs> double or nothing. I'm all in. <laughs> double or nothing. Yeah, fuck maybe it, if I get it back to bare metal, everyone will go, hey, that's a great look. Or maybe he oh. thought just nobody would notice. If like a patch was done, then everybody would see it and it would stand out. But if I do the whole car, then maybe nobody would see. But anyway, he lost his job, so it was his own stupid fault. Uh, and he's now very senior at Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Aston Martin Seems like Aston aren't bothering the podium anymore Let's find out more from Ray Glennon Aston Martin Alonso's fight against Lewis Hamilton Promised to be fun and exciting Right up until the moment when it wasn't And Stroll's only real contribution to the contest Was his ruthless racing style Takeout of Pierre Gasly Who with all respect and admiration Really does have a very punchable face The most successful Canadian <laughs> of the weekend Was likely former IndyCar driver James Hinchcliffe Who has joined the F1 TV commentary team As color commentator alongside Jocelyn Palmer Proving that there really is a path From IndyCar to Formula 1 And not just the other way around Nice Oh yeah I forgot Palmer was at F1 TV now, You watch the F1 TV coverage don't you uh, Terry? I do, yes. Is it is any good? Was James Hinchcliffe any good? Because I watched Sky, so I didn't hear him. Well, the thing is, for some weird reason, on the F1 TV uh, app, you can choose to have the Sky commentary. So that's what I often do. Oh, right, so you didn't hear it? Nope. All right, well, we'll assume from Ray that he was good or bad. Um, but at one point, I tried to use the feature where you can pick a driver to look at just their car, which I'd never done before. It's really boring, actually. <laughs> As I did that, I missed all the bits with the safety car happening. So I was just like, oh, oh. I've started doing that, using the app and looking at the timings. And then you do, you miss what's happened on the screen. And then you just... I, the trouble is, I rarely just... get to watch the race live. So I don't think you can do it in retrospect. But you if can. You watch just, if, if you watch just one driver, it's really boring. <laughs> I, mean, I might be quite interested to jump between it just going to the interesting bits. Like if I had nothing else to do in my life going back after the race and watching bits of it from I don't know somebody who you know is going to get involved in something fun might have been quite interesting but I ain't got time for that me neither um, but Aston Martin uh, appear to be fucking it back where they belong in Force mm. India territory so mm. Alonso what was he about 7th most of the race and then Stroll's Stroll hit 14th but Gasly he got a penalty and- so he, was, he got off lightly with a five-second penalty. He did, considering he completely took him out of the race. Yeah. But having said that, should you punish the act or should you punish the result? You should punish Lance Stroll. Okay, yeah, that seems to be how it was. But yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a dodgy move. Um, they're just kind of nowhere again, aren't they? I had such high hopes for them. And mm. I was like, yeah, underdog, let's do well. Even though it's Alonso, fine, let's do it. But yeah, now now they've gone shit. And as I said earlier, this is this is the start. This is the start of Alonso's descent into madness that will end with him 
like fucking drop kicking Lance Stroll across the garage or something. Is there is there no like is there no hope that they will pull a McLaren and have a little trick up their sleeve? Is there not? Make the car any, more shiny. You make the car more <laughs> shiny for a start. Yeah, you know, that's that's step one. But you know, couldn't they do that and pull that out of the bag? Yep. I mean, you never then. know. You never know, and it might just be that this track doesn't suit them. Blah 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 blah. Because Hungary will be very different to Silverstone. Lots of slow mm. corners there. So if the car's still shit there, then they're in real trouble. Well, traditionally, Spa has always been the track where the Force India Jordan team, whatever, have gone really well. So let's see how they do there. Hmm. We will see. Williams. Not too shit from Williams. Right, Jamie McNaught? Williams. They seem to be really growing in stature recently. An almost tumescent Williams was seen at Silverstone this time. This weekend, with Albon behind the wheel, the car was like a perverse ill, slipping into places it shouldn't be, reaching Q3 and 8th. Sargent had his best weekend, finishing 11th, collecting a couple of notches on his overtaking belt, and with Knowles' public backing, let's hope he's finding his feet. However, it was Albon's drive in the race that was most impressive. His pass on signs on the inside was a great move, but it was his defence on Leclerc on the final laps that cemented the much-deserved four points. Is 7th the target they can reach this season? I think so, with Albon spearheading it, and Sargent getting slightly less shit in the last two races. I think they're doing alright. I mean, they're doing good. I mean, this is the best they've been since that year when they were good, which is the best they've been since that year when they won a race, which is the best they've been since they won all the championships. Yeah. So, yeah, in in comparison, they're still doing quite shit. Yeah. But they're doing better than they have been. Yeah. Albon's getting a good deal out of the car, I would say. Sargent is slowly becoming less terrible, but still not good enough. I mean, well done. Good for them. And it was very interesting that they, that Albon beat both the Ferraris. I mean, which good just on him. I don't know if that says more about Albon or more about the Ferraris. I think it says everything about everyone. <laughs> there we go. Well, he was doing really, uh, the the bit I I actually watched the some of the practice stuff and and he was doing amazing in that, wasn't he? Yeah. Albon. But I haven't said that so was science, like, so well, yeah. But I did I was gen- genuinely I was just like, "Oh, wow, that's actually amazing. I hope he uh I hope he does really well in the race. I was rooting I like for him. I like him. What do you like about him that you don't like about George? What? Hair? Does that make sense? You know what I mean. Well, he, he dyes his hair, which makes him more interesting for a start. His oh, mum is yeah. a gangster. Really interesting. Um, oh, yeah, no, that is interesting. He's sexier. Yeah. I would. So exactly, it's the opposite of Russell, then, who doesn't dye his hair, and as far as we know, his mum is not a gangster. And he's all not right, you've, uh, you've won me over. It's fine. It's all right. That's all. That's, I just wanted to ask these things. I just need to know. Yeah. If it was Shag Mary Avoid, I yes. avoid George Russell. Yeah. Shag Alexander album mm-hmm. and marry. Um, oh, I need, I need someone else to choose from. Give me another driver. Valtteri Bottas. Well, no, Valtteri all Bottas. of the great dependable. I'd marry Valtteri Bottas. Yeah, I think it's dependable, inoffensive. I could beat uh. him. At, Skeletrics. Yeah, he gets his arse out every now and again. Alpine! Oh, Alpine. Uh, despite a significant and exciting new front wing upgrade, both cars failed to finish in a race where the driver you had, the driver you wanted, was nearly on the podium. Where are your Hollywood investors now? Well, they're still in Hollywood. Um, or yeah, possibly raking in it York, in. Where I think, I think Ryan Reynolds lives, but... This was not a good one, was it? They were all they were giving it the big I am in the run up to the race, saying, "Yes, this is this is it. We've got some good old upgrades here. We've done some serious tweaking of all the bits. It's super shiny. Um, it's not though. It's not shiny. And then, and then, well, yeah. Then Ocon's car broke, and Gasly got taken out by Stroll. But the fact that he was battling with Stroll as opposed to anywhere good kind of says says it all, really, doesn't it? So it didn't work and went badly. What happened to Ocon's car? What was it? Uh, hydraulic failure. His hydraulics oh. stopped, basically. Oh, right. And as you need the hydraulics for most of the major systems on the car, the team were like, yeah, you probably better stop. All the pressure went, so they must have had a leak or something. Oh, dear. Dum, 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 Didn't want a leak dum, 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 on an F1 dum, dum, car. Yeah, no good. And that was the end of them. And we'll probably never hear from them again. Ha <laughs> 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 <sighs>
After Nico Hagenberg had power unit failure in Austria, Kevin Magnussen had the same issue at Silverstone, although this time with added fire. Uh, can't help thinking that the house staff start twitching whenever flames come out of a car. Yes, understandable. They don't have mm. a good history with cars and fire, but um, no. at least Roman Grosjean wasn't in it this time. Uh, so I tweeted something about this, which is a question. Do you think if your car caused the safety car that made the race good, <coughs> you take some kind of pride in the result? <laughs> no. <laughs> that race would have been shit without me. Yeah. Me. M- if I wasn't so shit, that race would have been boring. But it wasn't his fault that his car set on fire, was it? No, that's true. But it was his team's fault. Yeah. Well, it's Ferrari's fault if we're being... Well, we don't know exactly what caused the fire, but it's a Ferrari engine, isn't it? They still got Ferrari? Yeah, it's still a Ferrari engine. Yep. So I'm, it's I'm Ferrari's fault. Sick. It's another Ferrari fuck-up. <laughs> I'm getting sick of this virtual safety car safety car thing. Well, mm. I mean, it did spice things up a bit because it was like, here's a scenario, and everyone was like, oh, it's a scenario. Let's react to the scenario. And then we're like, aha, fooled you. It's a different scenario. I don't think I like the virtual safety car, though. I think they should just do full safety car every time. It's it's quite good for really minor things. But I'll be honest, when I saw a car on fire at the side of the track, I was like, well, obviously you need a full safety car for that. Because exactly. Because there's a car on fire at the side of the track. Who's on that particular that- occasion... Yes, it needed a full. Yeah, because that's what yellow flags are for. So if it was just like a there's a safety if car? it was like there's a small bit of debris in the middle of the track and it can be solved by one guy running across and picking it up, I'd say in that situation, virtual safety car takes thirty seconds. He runs across, he gets it done. Well, just to, yeah, that's what the flags are for, though. Why didn't you just have a yellow flag instead? Well, a bit, well, I think if somebody's coming on the track, you need to slow them a bit more, slow them down a bit more, because if history and F one has taught us, taught us anything, is that yellow flags don't necessarily stop people driving fast enough to cause themselves or somebody else considerable damage and they're not even fucking flags anymore they're fucking screens pisses me right off i think they still have the flags as well but yes i don't think they do i think they do don't they i don't think they do they must do if you're a marshal tell us do you still have flags or do you have to press buttons have you got an ipad they've got big screens they've got to wave (laughs) (laughs) they just wave ipads terry wants to go back to yesteryear where they just had flags and Hay bales. Flags and death. Flags and cigarettes and hay bales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just Those drinking fuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stopwatches by pretty young ladies in black and white. Oh, yes, that's the way to go. If you want to marry a Formula One driver, you have to have a dab hand with a stopwatch. And a lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of crumpet. <laughs> You got any more? You got any more to say on them? Any more to say on them? Do you want any more on them? Hulkenberg was quite good again in qualifying, and then he twatted his front wing off, so that was ruined. That didn't somebody else have a problem with the front wing? Who was that? No, maybe it wasn't. No, it wasn't Hulkenberg's fault, was it? Someone hit him. Uh, no, no, he, he didn't give Perez enough room while Perez was overtaking him, and he clawed, no, Perez clawed squeezed his wing him out. No, Perez no. was on the inside. No, that move was done, and uh, you know, I'm not a Sergio Perez defender, but. That move was done, and Hulkenberg should have let him through. And instead, he tried to hang out when he was right at the back, and he knocked his front wing off on his back tyre. And he was lucky not to puncture Perez's tyre, actually. I thought Hulkenberg was on the inside. No. He was squeezed off the track. No, I say this with the utmost confidence of somebody who watched it once more than 24 hours ago and hasn't watched it again. I believe you. Alpha Tauri, the car is shit. Who's going to want to sponsor it next year? This seems a big flaw with the big plans for AlphaTauri, which is to get a new, more sponsors in and change the name next year. Like, they're so rubbish. <laughs> like, who, who are they going to get? Um, Crypto.com, MSC Cruises, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Qatar. <laughs> what the fuck I still don't know MSC what MSC Cruises, cruises are. Michael, Michael Schumacher, Schumacher Cruises. That yeah. is sick. <laughs> he just goes out on oh the evening. Oh, <laughs> I literally just clicked. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's much more success. It's much more successful than uh, than RSC Cruises. It's a cr- what, Royal Shakespeare Company. Sure. Well, that's actually another thing that Ralph does. Yeah. When I was going through all the individual drivers, I thought I'm going to check out Bottas to see if he's actually in the race, and he was. End of story. <laughs> it was. Oh, okay. What about Joe? Was he there? Because he didn't uh, have a spectacular crash this year, so I didn't see him. Yeah, mm. they, were, they were just there. They were just driving around, being boring. It's telling that I saw more of the fake team. <laughs> This weekend that I saw of Alfa Romeo. All of which takes us to the standings with Terry Saunders. It's the British Grand Prix weekend. We know what that means. It's the now annual Terry does his Cockney rhyming slang for the team, (laughs) for the drivers. (laughs) Now, Mm -hmm. you may think 
Terry, you've had all year to write these. Have you been thinking these up over the year and they're a very highly polished list? Or did you write it half an hour before we started recording? Oh, judge for yourself. Now, <laughs> I've taken out the script so you can try and guess who they are. Remember the rules of Cockney rhyming slang, which is it doesn't actually have to rhyme with the thing you say. It can rhyme with the thing you're about to say. For instance, if I say I'm going to go for a ruby, I mean... Ruby wax. I'm Ru- ruby Murray. Oh. Curry. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I... Yeah, all right, I see what you mean. So, <laughs> in first place, do you want some product? Product in your hair. Gel or wax. <laughs> Max Verstappen. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't get that one at all. Do you want some product? Gel or wax. It's Max Verstappen. That's how Cotley Rhyming Slang works. You okay, rhyme okay. the thing that you don't say. Okay, all right, okay. Just like that. Tommy Cooper. Where's a Fez? It's Sergio Perez. Were you born with an extra link in these? Were you born what? within earshot of the Bow Bells, Terry? No. Okay. Because apple and bear, apple and pears, stairs. Sorry, I'm into. Go on. Yeah, but you might say I'm going up the apple. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Oh, what's that? What's that? It's the dog and bone phone. Anyway, going okay. for it. This is an easy one, right? This All one right. does rhyme. Going for a cheeky Nando's. Nando's Land- chicken. No, Norris. Norris. Lando. Uh, Lando. Fernando Nando. Fernando Lando. Fernando Lando. Fernando. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy at all. <laughs> BHS is bust. BHS uh, is bust. British BHS. Home Stores. Uh, Philip. Oh. What? Philip Green. Well, BHS Philip is bust. Philip Green. I'll go to John Lewis. <laughs> Hamilton. Didn't like that one. <laughs> Learn your lines. It's Carlos Sainz. That's an easy one. There we go. Yeah. Oh, well, I could have got that one. But that actually rhymes. Here's a good one. With the hustle. <laughs> George Russell. Yeah. Yes. That actually rhymes. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing Some of them rhyme. Look, I wrote it half an hour before. Okay. Okay. 999. Michael Burke. Start Charles like- Leclerc. Hey, we got that. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That's Stroll. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. It's a very replaced different movie. Replaced by Truss. Replaced by Truss. Replaced by Truss. Replaced by Truss. Oh, God, that was ages ago. Boris, Boris Johnson. Johnson. Boris Lando Norris. Yay. Yay. Very good. That's a truck. That's what a truck. The fuck? That's a truck. That's, That's a, a truck. truck. That's no. a truck. No, it's a van. Esteban Ocon. Fuck Ocon. me. It has the best aria. It has the best aria. Something the about an opera. Aria. aria. Oh, uh, opera singer. Deborah Winger. I've got no idea. This one's Tosca. Hot. It's Oscar. Oh, yes. I mean. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, they, Tosca's got some pretty good arias. Pint of Shabley. Pint of Shabley. Pint of Shabley. Pint of yep. Shabley. I feel like this is an, a simple rhyming one, but I can't think. Pint of Shabley. No. Pint of Shabley, Pierre Gasly. Oh, there no, yes. That doesn't uh, fucking work. There, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a sort of rhyme, Shabley isn't it? Shabley and like, Gasly. Outrageous. Yeah. Washing okay. machines live longer with... Calgon. Ocon. We've already had Ocon. Oh, yeah. Calgon. Washing machines Washing live longer machines with... Washing machines live longer with Albon. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to hate me after this one. Oh. Is that David Koresh? David Koresh. Something about Waco. Uh, Waco, yeah, I'm Texas. Lost. I'm lost Waco. here. Who rhymes with Waco? Waco Holkenberg. Um, <laughs> the worst kind of cheese... Brie, Gorgonzola. Cheddar. Cheddar's great. Cheddar? Yeah, yeah no, I know. I'm just... Uh, it could be anything, quite frankly, no, based the on the shit previous... Che- what's the shittest cheese? Dairy Lee. Brie. Cottage. Oh, that <laughs> That's shit. not wrong, yeah. Cottage cheese. Cottage. Cottage. Valtteri Bot- Bottage. Valtteri Bottage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it was that. It was that. Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> 
<laughs> We're nearly there, everybody. Oh, God. Uh, green means go. Green means go. Oh, I've forgotten how many other drivers there are. Oh, uh, oh Alonso. Alonso. No, we've had him. For that, oh, well, that would just make sense. Green means go, Fernando Bottas Alonso. Is, I would go Bottas like... Is t- Bottas is teammate. Is what? Green means go. Sure, you. Oh, yeah. It's because we haven't seen him. Green Day album. Dookie. Dookie. He's a rookie. Logan Sargent. Dookie Sonoda. Oh. Oh. And now for a patriotic one. The NHS is 75. Thank God we're alive. Yeah. 75. No, no, not got it. Go on. The NHS is 75. Nyan Bevan, Kevin Magnuson. Kevin. <laughs> Bevan uh. and Kevin. Oh, my God. Anyway, as ever, I'm waiting for the official, these to go into the official lexicon of London. <coughs> so far, they haven't returned my calls. That's why I moved away. Okay, London, and London hasn't returned your calls. Are the team's <laughs> Cockney rhyming slang as well? Because I don't know if no. I can... Oh. <laughs> no, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't face the team. <laughs> the teams are much quicker because with... What, what was the name of the Brad Pitt team again? AXGPX. APXGP. APXGP. So I thought, if all of these real Formula 1 teams were in the film, what would they be called? This is mm. gonna, We're going to go through this quickly, okay? It's going to be called Red Bollocks XGP, uh, Mercedes XGP, Daddy Issues XGP, that's Aston Martin, Ferrari, because they didn't read the memo. Um, the car will be tuned. Alpine would be Morris Minor, because they're trying to find a, a production car that's less fucking relevant than Alpine. Um, Williams would be Wood I Ams, Haas would be Haas with a Z. Alfa Romeo would be Alza Rumzeos and Toro Ross and Alfa Tari Alfa Tari will be Toza Rosa <laughs> Toza Rosa sounds like they've been Toza. taken over by Australia Toza Rosa mate Toza Rosa well Daniel Ricciardo will be driving with them next year oh maybe, Toza Rosa with Danny Rick and now the man of the match of driving Lando Norris. Oscar Piastri. Oscar Piastri. Oh. And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. For years, becoming a bona fide Formula One driver has been one of the hardest things to achieve in all of sport. You need luck, talent and money. But often you can get away with just being fucking ugly. Look at Max Verstappen's head, Nico Rosberg's hair or Alain Prost's nose. But now there's a new, easier way to become an F1 driver. Just be, hang on, am I reading this right? Just be Brad fucking Pitt. Oh, Jesus Christ. What hope is there for any of us? APFXFXGHPHGGP appeared in the paddock this week in a bizarre turn of events that means that Brad Pitt has his picture above the garage of a fictional team using the golden black F2 car, styles look like it's from F1, and between sessions, Brad Pitt himself will be racing around the track at the next few races. I'm sorry, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Don't worry, I have a solution. No, I don't. I've been writing State of F1s for eight years now, and nothing, nothing has prepared me for Brad Pitt driving a pretend F1 car at a real Grand Prix. What's the point of making anything up? Oh, look, Lewis Hamilton decides to drive Richard Nixon's corpse next year. <laughs> oh, Lando Norris is an actor who's actually fictional. Max Verstappen is a real human being. Will the film be any good? I mean, who knows? The story is that Brad Pitt, 59, is an old Formula One driver who gets back into the cockpit to show the young ones what they're missing. 50 fucking nine? We moan at Alonso being old and he's younger than me. <laughs> do you know who? Do you know which ex-driver is 59? Right, I've done the maths. Can you guess which ex-driver is 59? Oh, John Alacy. John Alacy. <laughs> John Alacy is 59. So the film is about John Alacy, who was shit at the time, who comes back to Formula One to show what? Lando Norris, how it's done. The whole bit before the titles is him being too fat to get in the fucking car. I fucking quit. <laughs> I'm just pleased I guessed John Alacy. What, what, that was what, good. What that took me like 10 minutes of research. Quite pleased with that. Next nearest um, was Damon Hill. He's 62. I, mean, I quite like the... I've been saying for ages that things like the Olympics, you should have... Like, when you've got eight lanes of sprinters doing the 100 metres, you should have one lane where it's just some bloke from the audience so you can see how fast they really are. That's and a if the way idea. of bring, if the way of bringing this into F1 is, like, through most of the sessions, apart from the race, you just have some random in another car on track with them so you can see how fast the actual drivers are, but whether it be Brad Pitt or any other Hollywood megastar, I'm all right with it. I think they should do this even when they're not making movies. It's like this, why, you know, why? they've got celebrities on the grid, they've got celebrities waving the flag. Let's 
get them to work for their money. Put them in the fucking car. I mean, there is a very strong risk, obviously, that they would kill the other drivers. But they could just, you know, put them in the in in a sim, genuinely, and just see what that was like. No. And see how slow. Real car. Yeah, put them in the track. Real fake car. I want to see Hollywood A-listers next next week. Margot Robbie. That's it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tremans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the new 2024 F1 calendar, which has 200 races on it. And to Terry Saunders. And we haven't had time to talk about Mercedes have announced they're focusing on next year's car. Oh, God. (laughs) We'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Hungarian Grand Prix in Hungary. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1 sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1 sake. Terry, where can people buy merch? www.com forward slash Tesco ff1s.com slash dot com point 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 shop 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 <laughs> he got there thanks for listening I've been Ollie Peer goodbye goodbye thank you Ollie thanks again Ollie thank you Sports Social Podcast Network